So this episode's gonna contain a lot of uh, sensitive topics, um, mostly including sex. So if anybody's uncomfortable talking about that, then um, or hearing about it, I would suggest either skipping this episode or yeah, just just skip it. Honestly, it's pretty much all we talked about this episode. But if you're interested in what we have to talk about, or if you're okay with hearing uh, what we have to talk about, then I highly suggest that you stick around. Cool. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome back to episode two of Just a Couple of Thoughts. Um, I'm back. My name's Kevin. I'm Sarah. Yes, we we are both back. We are we are your resident couple. We are your hosts. <laughs> wow, your host. I was gonna say hostesses with the mostesses, but <laughs> you're not a hostess. No, <laughs> you're a host. So, uh, I guess. If we actually had an audience who watches and comments in our videos, this would be the area where I'll do, I don't know, read Q whatever questions a. or comments that people left. But yeah, one, we don't have an audience. And two, uh, as of recording this, we literally just uploaded our first episode after a long, long, busy break. Yes, yes. Even though we haven't started. Well, okay. The gap between our first episode and this episode is literally like, what, three months? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while because yeah. I was I went to um, my semester had just finished. Yeah, you, you so. yeah when you recorded your semester just finished, but you had to do like family stuff and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. had to go Hawaii. I I just got a job in the middle of January and then mm-hmm. yeah and I got a lot busier and then we just kept pulling this off until like yeah like literally the the first couple of days of March where we yeah. finally uploaded our first yeah. episode. Lots happened. Yep. Lots happened in that three months. But hopefully, like yeah. now, will be more consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once once a week, maybe you know, like once every two weeks. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully, we will see you guys more often, or mm-hmm. hear from you guys more often. Yeah, that would be nice. Mm-hmm. But since we don't really have any feedback, we might as well just go straight to our topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Well. Uh, I don't know if I have any real topics. I just have these podcast links. <laughs> this is literally what my Google Doc is named. But you haven't watched one of them. Oh, you're talking about the terrarium thing? Or what which one? terrarium thing? No, I'm talking about... Uh, I have two... Remember I, I texted you this week and I was like, Oh, I have some, some things that I want to talk about on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And it was one was called Robot Love. And the other one was called Better Off Alone. Did so, you text me that? I think I, I, think I talked, talked to you about it, but it was like, one was about this guy who was in love. Or no, it's about um, this, this company that makes like, uh, like kind of like sex robots. Okay. And it was like really awkward. It was like on like Reddit or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was interesting because like the guy that's sitting there, I'll put, we'll put the link in the, in the description or whatever. (laughs) But like, if this is on YouTube, if it's on, you can do links on other podcasting sites. Can you do that? Some, not all. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll put the link where we can, but basically it's like this um, video where, um, it's timestamped to this like particular spot in the video, but 
this guy, he has like a prosthetic arm or he has like no arm Mm -hmm. and he's going around and he's like doing um, like interviews about robots and stuff. And he goes to this like company where they're producing like these like sex companion robots. And it's so awkward because the two guys there are trying to like demonstrate how to use a sex robot. Yeah. And it's like, it's really awkward because they're like, I don't remember the robot's name, but it was like, hello, for example, like, let's just say it's Stephanie. It's like, hello, Stephanie. Hello, Stephanie. Because it's trying to get, they're trying to get it to respond. Mm -hmm. And then they'll be like, I love you. I love you. <laughs> so awkward. And the guy is sitting there and he's like, it looks like he's trying really hard not to laugh. And he looks so uncomfortable because they're trying to like, after that, they're like, oh, this is like, so she has like erogenous zones. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, like you have to touch here and mm-hmm. here. And then she'll make like noises and she'll say like, oh, it feels good. Mm-hmm. Big thumbs up. And then... In, in that cadence, in that tone of voice. Yeah. Yes, so, it was good. Thumbs up. So... It was great. <laughs> good job. 10 points for Gryffindor. <laughs> so, uh, afterwards he was like in the parking lot and he was talking to his cameraman and he was like, that was really awkward. <laughs> really awkward and it felt like almost non-consensual because interesting because she was like she's not like programmed was that like the choice of words he used non-consensual i don't know yeah it's like weird it was like i don't know if i don't know i'm not so good at this maybe i should have watched it again but you can i can just edit it out watch it again right now okay maybe we'll watch it again we just watched the video together. Or at least the important part. About we, that just video. the important part because it's a it's like a little docu series or a little documentary from BBC or something. BBC three, BBC three. So it's interesting because I, I can I can definitely see why he was like very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I would be like yeah. because of that situation, but I think to a certain level, those guys actually bring up something. That's kind of like, I think they're right about in mm-hmm. terms of like, oh, like, because the guy who's the amputee says like, do you think it's okay to bring in this new form of prostitution in mm-hmm. the world, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy who made the robot was basically like, I don't see anything that's wrong with it because people want this and people want, you know, mm-hmm. uh, want see sex toys or prostitutes or whatever and like, um, and and if people want it they, they will get it basically I don't know if they because later he also says like people are falling in love with the robot which mm-mm. like if you see like this video and you see this robot her name is Samantha by the way she she hits hard on Uncanny, Uncanny Valley like <laughs> the video is so awkward I think I think the part that makes it most awkward is the the speaker Oh. Right? Because it's not like a high-quality speaker, mm-hmm. and it feels like it's muffled. Mm. So you can you could definitely tell it's a robot, right? And a mouth doesn't move either, yeah. right? So you can you can really tell it's a robot. Like it, I feel like if you're going to make something like that, 
you should at least attempt to pretend it's like something that can respond to you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but this this is an interesting like topic to bring up in terms of like because he brings up like a new form of prostitution as if like the robot is like a a prostitute. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. As opposed to like a sex toy. A sex toy, yeah. Uh, like, what do you think about that? Because I, me personally, I think if you're gonna have a robot, a robot that's made for sex, it will be a sex toy, not a prostitute. Hmm. I see. Yeah. What, what What do you think? Um. I think it depends on how like cognizant I think it is. You know. Hmm. Because like. If it, like, thinks like a person and it acts like a person, right? Mm. Um, and let's, let's say, like, how far are we going with, like, robot or, like, with AI? Are we saying that, like, it's... We're not going singularity levels here, okay. right? Singularity, like, terminal levels, or we're not, and we're not doing, like, Futurama, like, robots are pretty much, like, people levels, mm. right? We're talking about in context of... Like, not not like in terms of what we currently have, but like we're bordering. Uh, what was it called? The Turing test. Mm. So the Turing test is basically like, um, it's a test to determine whether a person can tell whether or not it's a robot or not, mm. right? Mm. And the Turing test, like, if a, if a robot is able to pass the Turing test, it means that the robot is able to convince another human that it was human. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, we're talking about like that level where the robot, despite being a robot, was able to convince another human that it was human. I see. Yeah. I see what so you're saying. So, let's say it's a sex saying. robot. We're not going to mm-hmm. say like it looks completely realistic because nah, with technology we have now, that's almost impossible. We can make it look good, mm-hmm. but I don't think we can make it like 100% realistic. But let's say we have a sex robot, like cutting edge sex robot, right? Mm-hmm. And like, and it passes the Turing test, like you, you're actually able to have a conversation with it. Mm-hmm. But it is programmed for sex. Would you consider it a prostitute or a sex toy? Mm. That's still that's still kind of tough, though. Oh, for for me, I would still consider it a sex toy. I guess if its main purpose is to do that. Yeah, its the main purpose is to do that, especially since like. If it's made for that, we're also yeah. assuming it's also being sold for that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but, but the reason why I bring that up is because prostitution is still just like more gray area for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like against like prostitution legalization. A lot of people are for legalization of prostitution. For the legalization of yeah. prostitution. For the legalization of it. And like... Um, like trolling the sex industry and everything like that, mm-hmm. or uh, or having like some sort of standard to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't go into like whether which side is right, but like if we have these sex robots, right, then it it brings up this area of where would we consider prostitution or not, and if that's the case, is it legal? Is it like morally right to have sex with something that's programmed? Do you have sex? Because he brings up the choice of like, is it is the robot willing 
to have sex, even though he's programmed to have sex, which I think is kind of missing the point of the programming language. I'm saying that from like a purely like engineering background, right? Because mm-hmm. from an engineering bro- background, like the thing was made for the thing was made for its purpose. And it's fully of its purpose. It doesn't matter. It never had a choice to begin with, right? Mm. Because it's not something that can choose. Yeah. Right. Something. It's not something that can make a choice. Yeah, it's not something that can make a choice. Right. Mm-hmm. That's like saying that is a is a hammer. Like, did it want to be a hammer? Or like, no, that doesn't matter. It's made as a hammer. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. a sex robot is made to have sex. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter whether um, it choose or, or chose to have sex. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why, like, I consider it, like more of a sex toy. But he, I think he, he's starting to think, like, because he's able to conversate with it, right? Or at least in the video, the low level of conversation yeah. you can have with it, that... I think it's, like, on, on top of that, it's, like, because it looks like a person. Almost. I mean, it almost, almost looks like a person. Almost, yeah. right? Well, that's the thing, right? It's, like, oh, it almost looks like a person, and it can talk. Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah, not kind really. Of. Yeah, but it's like those, just those two things. Like mm-hmm. you know, I think it's very. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's like something that you can relate to, and therefore, like you know, like just mm-hmm. on us on a really small scale. Well, well, that's the thing, though. Like, um, like when I thought about like relationships, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I the main things I think about relationships is one like getting like communicating with a person, and two the physical part about the relationship. Because mm. I think unless you're like completely one hundred percent asexual, right? Mm-hmm. Sex is an important part in a relationship. No matter like unless you're one hundred percent asexual, mm-hmm. that is going to come up. And I'm mm-hmm. saying both sides mm-hmm. is one hundred percent asexual, mm-hmm. right? Because I feel like humans are more or less like programmed to mm-hmm. want to have sex, mm-hmm. right? Mm. To, to whether it's for pleasure or for breeding or whatever, or reproduce, you know, mm-hmm. they sex is an important part in terms of like the physical part about the relationship, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I think. Um, and the reason why I bring that up because that robot kind of fulfills those two things communication like I said in a very low level and sex and again at a very low level right so just by that and I think that's I, that's where I understand like what the the guys who made the robot where they're coming from in terms of like people can fall in love with this robot you know what I mean mm. That because mm, they can communicate yeah. with it and they can have a physical relationship with it. Yeah, I right? see. I see. See, because you have that, like, maybe it's that engineering side of your brain, mm. right? Because it's like the thing was made to do a thing, mm. it does the thing. Mm. If people like the thing, then they'll love the thing. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. <laughs> I know what you mean. Uh, I think, like, in terms of what you're saying in that in that context of love, that's kind of like different from what I'm meaning right now. In terms of like, <laughs> like love is about 
I'm not saying love. It's about having a relationship with another person is both like the communication, mental side, emotional mm-hmm. side, and the physical side. And that robot fulfills the bare minimum of those two. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I agree. So, so by kind of like definition, of, or my personal definition, mm-hmm. you also have the bare minimum to fall in love with it. Mm, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, I'm not 100% sure where I'm going with this. <laughs> Me neither. You know, I just brought it up just because yeah, I, 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 I thought it was. I was just like looking at for something to talk about, and I was like, "Oh, this thing seems kind of interesting." So, no, because because it is interesting because it brings up a couple of things of like, oh, like, like what is a relationship basically? Mm. Yeah. Right. Because, like the guy said, like people can't fall in love with it, but by definition of that. You can also kind of have a relationship with it, mm-hmm. but can you really? It mm. it's pro it's a program technically, right? Yeah, I guess it's like somebody like like it's like that one guy right that fell in love with and married Miku, Hatsune Miku. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. But Miku has like a personality, sort of. She sort of does. Like, she sort of has a personality. But you know what I mean, though, right? Is that somebody has made a personality for her? bare minimum mm-hmm. right and I, like I've, Miku's a more interesting case not not to drift off the topic too much right because Miku I've always seen Miku as someone that you can project your own like ideal personality onto her yeah right but that robot that because like okay <laughs> again we'll get back to the robot but let me ask you yeah what is what is Miku's personality to you Because I, because, okay, for the people who don't know, Miku was my first waifu, right? <laughs> this is my, this is my dark middle school otaku side coming out right now, where Miku was my first waifu. I was in love with Miku, right? Not like desperately lonely in love, right? But I was like a huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> that I was able to communicate with other people is uh, fine. <laughs> I see. That's the big difference yeah. there. It wasn't an obsession, but it was like something like I'm a huge fan of her and like if she was real, I would want to be with her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I I also realized that at that time and even like more or less now, I project my own like ideal Miku personality onto her. Mm, that's kind of true. I knew you were gonna ask me that though. Yeah, so like I knew you were gonna ask me what kind of personality I thought Miku had. Yeah, so so answer that. Like, what kind of personality do you think Miku has? Because for the people who don't know that, she actually kind of does have a canon personality. I never bothered to like look into it too much, but she kind of does. I thought I always thought that she was kind of like. I don't know, like, the one word I think of is, like, happy mm-hmm. and, like, charismatic, mm-hmm. you know? But then all of the Vocaloids kind of have the same personality to a certain extent, you know? Yeah, because all, all the Vocaloids, because we, we play the Vocaloid games, right? Mm-hmm. And in, I think, F2, you can actually, like, talk to them, right? Uh, Project D F2. That's the DS, the 3DS one, right? No, that I'm talking about the Vita one. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. In their rooms and stuff. Yeah, in their rooms. You either F or F second. It was something like that. I don't remember. I just know that you could talk to them at some point. Yeah. It, not not too important. Basically, in one of the Vita rhythm, Miku, Hatsune Miku rhythm games, mm-hmm. you can actually talk to them in the rooms. But even even back then, when I was playing that game, I realized that they're all kind of written similarly. Mm-hmm. Very similar. Mm-hmm. Where... They're all like very happy, and they all all they're all excited to see you, right? Yeah. And they're all like, "Oh, thank you for the gifts," and like, and "Here, here's a gift for you," and everything, right? Mm-hmm. And they're all written similar, like very similar, and I don't want to say bland, because they are, but like, because I guess for me, because Kaito mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. is a really goofy guy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, but, but he's because in all his music videos, mm-hmm. he's so goofy. Mm-hmm. Like everybody pictures him really goofy or either really goofy or really brooding. You know? Yeah. Or he's hanging with Gakupo or something. Yeah. You know, so like, but but you realize that there is no like real way to find out if he's actually a, a real goofy guy. Yeah. Right. Or he and he like. Is supposed to like Miku or something like that? Or yeah, or even like he even supposed to like Miku, or it, it even hangs out with other Vocaloids. Yeah, we don't, we barely know anything about Gaku. Gaku. <laughs> Kaito. Kaito. Sorry, <laughs> we barely know anything about Kaito because there isn't really a canon like anime or yeah. manga series. They're all fan made, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But they're made in such a way that you can project what you want in them. Mm-hmm. So you more or less projected like, oh, Kaito's a very goofy guy because that's what I see. Mm-hmm. While another person who only sees like something like Cantabrella or like... Yeah, it's like this really charismatic... Yeah, like, he could be like this super charismatic suave. prince, yeah. suave dude, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like for me, like Miku for me... Like, similar to what you said, it's, like, a very happy person, right? But I want to call her, like, super charismatic. But she is someone who, like, kind of attracts other people. people. Around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's, like, an idol. Yeah, she is an idol. But, like, I want to say, like, she's charismatic is like, she's able to, like, talk her way out of things. Mm-hmm. Or, like, able to, like, um... I feel like she's clumsy. You. Yeah, and well, sometimes she's like kind of dumb, like that's like another personality yeah. that I think that she has. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like you, you project your own kind of personality into that, mm. right? That's why I think she's so successful. Yeah, and that's but that's also why I think Miku and like the Vocaloids and how people are able to like have a relationship with something like that is kind of different than. I see. The robot we were talking about earlier. I see, I because see. Because the guy fell in love with not necessarily Miku herself, but what he projected into Miku. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like the like he was like he wanted like this perfect girl mm-hmm. and Miku was kind of like a vessel for the Yeah. She like, she was like a blank slate enough. Yeah. And you know what? That dude, dude, whatever makes you happy, man. Uh, you are living my middle school dream. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Yeah. No, like, honestly, dude, if for some reason you know English and you're, you're listening to this right now, 
props to you, right? Because mm. you did what you what made you happy. You went out and married the girl of your literal dreams. <laughs> it's so amazing. Like, I can't even hate. I think it's just like a wonderful, wonderfully weird thing. <laughs> you know, it, man, it makes him happy and he's not hurting anybody. Mm. And I think that's fine. Yeah. But like, but back to the robot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the way you can, I don't know if you can really project a personality into that though. Mm. In a way that you can with Miku. Yeah. Right? Because I, I think, I think like the, the, the guys who made the robot, I think their end goal is something like Miku, right? Or at least the way you communicate to the robot is something like Miku, where Miku is always happy to see you, is always happy to get things from you, and wants to give things to you, and like, oh, I think they want the robot to be similar like that. Mm -hmm. The robot is always happy to see you, Mm -hmm. right? Is happy to get things from you, like, is happy to have a physical relationship with you, right? Um, But in the way that they have it right now, and I'm not saying they can't improve it, right? Technology is going far away, and you know, sex robot. I feel like it's something that's kind of inevitable. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like the way they have it now, you can't project a personality onto her. She, the way that she communicates to you, almost seems like she's purely made for sex. Mm. As opposed to Miku, who is, she's the way you can talk to her, is not something that you can purely make like. She's not something that you could purely fetishize. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. The way she talks to you like, as if she's always happy to see you and everything like that, it's almost like you can actually have a conversation with her or like she understands you. Right? Yeah. And for like this robot, it feels like, <laughs> yeah, like there's nothing to really work off on. Mm-hmm. It's just like, because, uh, you know, there's a part in the video when they're talking about, like, like, oh, she likes having her hand touch. And then she likes to have her face touch, right? Yeah. And you can't go straight for the breast because then she'll get mad at you. Yeah. Right? The way they were talking about that made, made it sound very video gamey. Yeah. Right? They like, you have to work your way up into yeah. the eventual goal of sex. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. I'm getting too excited. <laughs> like, you have to work your way up to the eventual goal of sex, and then eventually you can unlock the gates and <laughs> beat the final boss and receive your reward, right? Mm. But you can't go too fast or else you lose, right? So, like, I, I feel the way that they have it is, like... Yeah, it, it feels too video gamey for like what you would want like a relationship to be. Mm-hmm. It's in that weird between area where um, is if it's something that you purely want for sex, I think it does that just fine, right? Mm-hmm. It has all the parts. It has like it looks like it doesn't look human, but it looks pretty. I guess. I or like yes it looks passable yeah it looks passable right it doesn't look ugly yeah right i feel like if you didn't think too hard about it mm-hmm. then it might be okay <laughs> yeah right um and like it has all the part i don't know how it feels because well we never we never had contact with it 
but like I feel like if it feels not necessarily human, but it feels like good, mm-hmm. then yeah, it, it fulfills that part of sex, right? Yeah. But in order to incorporate communication with it, it doesn't reach the goal of having like actual back and forth communication with it. So it's in that weird between area where it's like it's more than something that's a sex toy, but it's less than something you can have a relationship with. Mm. Right? Right. So I think that's kind of why like the guy was very uncomfortable, like even touching it. Right. Because it feel because he feels like, oh, it's not something I can really talk to. Mm-hmm. But because I'm kind of talking to it, I f- if it might actually not necessarily like have a choice, but I feel like it's something that I need to approach for it. Right. Mm-hmm. As opposed to something like a sex store is like, bam, sex, let's go. Yeah. Right. It's something that instead it's something he actually actually talk to. Yeah, he has to touch yeah. and work his way up to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like there's these conditions. Mm-hmm. There's these conditions in order for him to have sex with his robot. Yeah, it's not like you know, like a blow up doll or something. Yeah. So it it doesn't have like it doesn't give him that relationship that full on relationship, mm-hmm. but it's starting to take away from just being a, just a sex toy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's just my thought about it, mm-hmm. right? Like, what what do you think about it? I'm just gonna say what I'm thinking, mm-hmm. right? So it might be things that you've already said. So, but I'm just thinking that it might be uncomfortable for this person in the video mm-hmm. because it's got a face, it's got a voice. You know, it has conditions. Mm. It is more person-like than a sex toy, but it's got less personality mm-hmm. than one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how that's... Than a sex toy? I don't know. Then, like, I'm sorry. Then, like, a real person. Okay. It's got, like, less personality than, like, a real person. Mm-hmm. So then it's, like, in that w- weird gray area where you, you're not really sure what to do. Mm-hmm. It's in that... Un- because it's in that uncanny valley, mm-hmm. I think that's what makes it really weird. Yeah, it's in that weird between area between, like, something you can have a relationship with and between a sex toy. Yeah. Right. So I think it's, like... I... I, I don't know. I think that... Having... Sex robots is a might be a good thing. We're getting we're getting into some more weird moral philosophy area right now. Yeah, maybe we won't go into that, but I I'm just saying. Like, I, I think it's fun to go into it. I feel I, I I feel like if we do, we need to come forward and say like we're not experts in this philosophy. Side, oh, right? oh, definitely not. Like, these are complete opinions, and we could be swayed either way. At least mm-hmm. I could be swayed either way. Oh, I'm I'm easily swayed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's something to know about me. I'm Kevin always tells me that um, that uh, if somebody asked me to be in a cult, I'd say yes, <laughs> and I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even know that I've joined a cult. Well, people who join a cult doesn't know they're in a cult. That's true. 
But maybe I would know I was in a cult and join anyway because I'm so curious. Why would you do that? I don't know. I'm so curious about cults. You know, I love cults so much. I think that they're just so fascinating. You know? Just anything, everything about a cult is like, wow, that's like, you know, it's just so... That's so fascinating. I know? feel like that's for a different podcast right now. Okay. Well, we, all right. Anyway, I like cults. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, uh, we, like, we can be convinced either way of mm-hmm. like being pro or con sex robots, right? Yeah. I feel like being pro sex robots is like saying like, oh, like we should be like, People should have these options mm-hmm. instead of having being required to be in a physical relationship with another human being. Mm-hmm. Th- like if they ha- want to have sex, mm-hmm. they should have an option to have sex robots. Yeah. Well, other people out there might be like, "Oh, but that's like morally wrong." Or like actual sex workers Spurs would be put like would lose like significant amount of money. Like would mm-hmm. lose a lot of their livelihood, right? Because. Mm-hmm. I always say this as, as an engineer, like no job is safe with with, with the advent of automation and robots. Mm-hmm. No job is really safe, right? Even your job? You, you know, well, yeah, more or less even my job. I feel like my job as an engineer is like one of the last things to go, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean it's safe, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, and for those who don't know, like I'm I'm an engineer, and my focus is robotics and automation, right? Yeah. I feel like. When people talk to me about robotics automation, they also what always comes up is like how can you make these things knowing that they'll put people out of jobs, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like I'll go more in depth in my reasoning in a different podcast. Mm-hmm. But it, it's one of those things where I feel like robots and automation and taking away a lot of jobs is something that's going to happen anyways. Yeah, there is no avoiding it. Yeah, so I feel like. If I can do my part to go past um, that phase, mm-hmm. to go farther along, uh, to push that farther along in order to get to the point where robots and automation is taking up like 99% of the workforce, mm-hmm. where the average human being doesn't need to work anymore, mm-hmm. I feel like that would be great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That might be like wishful thinking and like that might be just, like this utopia that you can only dream of. But I feel like that is a risk I will willing to take, because again, I feel like robots and automation taking away jobs is something that's unavoidable. You know what I mean? But that that topic is for a different podcast. Uh, but but back to what I'm saying about like being convinced the way and having the sex robots. I right now with what I'm saying right now, I feel like. Having sex robots is a good thing, right? Or having advanced sex robots, not the one in the video, <laughs> right? Having like advanced sex robots that like people can have sex with and like it's like almost indistinguishable from like another human being to a certain level. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know the robot, but like it wouldn't feel like a robot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I feel like that's a good thing because it would it would make sex safer for a lot of people yes right yes and it will also give people like the satisfaction they want without Mm -hmm. having to go through like another human being and potentially like 
getting themselves hurt or getting them hurt or you know yeah because that's what i was i was thinking right mm-hmm. I mean, I know the other side, right? Where it was like, oh, with ne- with new technology, mm. um, you know, there's this fallout of jobs, right? Mm. But like, it makes it makes like prostitution mm-hmm. makes it like safer for everyone involved, mm-hmm. right? It's cleaner <laughs> in theory, debatably, debatably yeah. in theory, mm-hmm. if run correctly, right? Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know. Yeah. I think the safety part is like what really like gets me on board. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, um, you know, prostitution isn't a safe job, you know? And mm-hmm. it just, I don't know. makes me worried for any prostitutes out there. <laughs> well, no, I, I relate to that. Not not to the prostitutes, but I, I relate to the worry. Oh, I relate to that. I'm just worried about them. Yeah, like, I relate to the worry, like, because I feel like you do, even if you're, like, against or pro-prostitution, mm-hmm. I feel like you should be at least worried for their safety. Yeah. No matter what. Mm-hmm. Right? I feel like, like, even if they are a prostitute, that you should worry about them being safe. They're not like less of a person just mm-hmm. because that's what they do mm. you know they're still a person yeah some of them might not even have a choice yeah right so i feel i personally feel like legaling legalizing prostitution would be a good thing you know in terms of making people safe i know there's a big bag of worms mm-hmm. that comes with legalizing prostitution and everything like that mm-hmm. i feel like that that is important but that's not relevant to what I'm talking right now. Yeah. What I'm talking right now is making them safe. And I feel like that, that mm-hmm. part's important. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, the sex robot stuff? No, I'm good. You good? I'm good. I you think, think we doubled into this topic long enough? Yeah. I think it's time to move on. Yeah. <laughs> it was interesting, but yeah, it was interesting. I would, I would love to hear what other people think. Um, because we are in this our California echo chamber, mm. so <laughs> yeah, and even a smaller echo chamber within California. So we're in NorCal, which is, you know, the the Bay Area NorCal to yeah. be more specific, which is pretty pretty progressive, pretty progressive. Depending on where you go to, but mm-hmm. still super in general, super progressive area in technology as well. <laughs> Ho- home of Berkeley, if people don't know. Yeah, Berkeley so. SF. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Um. SJ. You know what? But in terms of my topic. Mm-hmm. You want to move on to my topic? Yeah, let's let's talk about your thing. Well, I kind of I kind of want to keep it kind of similar to this realm, right? Okay. Because uh, I mentioned earlier, like I feel like in a relationship, communication and sex, at least in a physical relationship, mm-hmm. it's very important. Both mm-hmm. both the communication in terms of mental and emotional mm-hmm. communication, mm-hmm. and the phys- physical communication. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want your thoughts about that in terms of like, do you think sex is a super important part in a relationship like I do I think sex is a super important part like I don't think it has to be like actively 
um like that that needs to happen all the time i feel like the topic of sex is an important part in a relationship just talking about it no, or... not necessarily talking about it but like the topic of like um uh, like who who is the person that like actually wants sex out of relationship right mm-hmm. and what the other person is okay with because no no matter what yeah. one person uh again unless it's completely asexual like yeah one person wants sex more than likely more than the other if you're lucky both partners will want sex equally right mm-hmm. but that i feel like that's rarely gonna happen Mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah i see so i feel like the topic of sex is an important part of the relationship because you need what needs to be conveyed in a relationship uh when you get in a relationship with someone mm-hmm. it's every everything you want out of each other mm-hmm. right because yeah. i feel like a common trap for a lot of people to get into relationships mm-hmm. is that they project what they want in that other person Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. When they first meet them, they have this like ideal version of them, right? Mm-hmm. And after a month or two, you start seeing all the flaws. Well, that's why they call everything. it like the honeymoon phase where, you know, every everything is like, you know, great. Everything's perfect. Everything's perfect. perfect. My life is perfect. Yeah. You know, he's perfect. She's perfect. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel... perfect. <laughs> but I feel like it's not just like, oh, he's a perfect and there's someone we always be with. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that sex part is something that they also project into them, right? Yeah. Whether yeah. it be like, oh, he doesn't want sex with me, right? Mm-hmm. Or whether the other person is like, oh, that that person is is like gonna be like great in bed, or like, mm-hmm. oh, they're gonna put out all the time, or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it could go either way, yeah. male and female. Yeah. Male, male, female, female. You can go either way, mm-hmm. right? So I feel, for, to me, sex is super important because for a lot of people, intrinsically, they want sex, mm-hmm. right? So, and the fact that they want sex so much kind of will kind of make him break some relationships. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So do you agree with me in terms of like, do you think sex is as important a part of a relationship as I think so? Because I know some people don't think that, right? Um. See, I think it's important. Um. I think it's important, but I don't know if it's like to me personally, it was never that important. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to be like, oh yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, it's it's true for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I think general generalizing people, you know, a generalization for most people, yes, it is important. Um, and for a lot of relationships, it is important. Um, for me personally, it's not. I, I don't really care um, too much. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, yeah, I think it just depends on on the people, obviously. But I think you're right. I think people do project what they want 
and their partner and that also includes like um like you know it's like personality how the sex is gonna be Hmm. i think you're right about that like even their sexual habits right yeah i think people assume that i don't know i think sometimes you will people want like this is kind of unrelated but you know like you know people's first time Hmm. i think people assume that it's going to be like wow this is like the greatest thing ever. it's going to be a special yeah it's going to be a special moment you know but then like later on you're like who cares (laughs) Like, like honestly like I don't know, maybe for some people it was it was really special. Mm. But for most people it's like it just kinda happened on the on the fly, I think. Um I don't know where I'm really going with this. <laughs> yeah. But um I think you're right that for most people it is like an intrinsic part of their relationship. I, I, I know what you mean. I think you would disagree with me then, that Sex is that important in relationships then? Would you? I think it's important, but I don't think it's like the number one thing. Well, it's not the number one thing. <laughs> like, I don't even think it's the number one thing. But uh, you, do you think it's as important as I'm making it out to be? But a long pause, I think you're leaning towards no. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe. you're leaning towards no, aren't you? I don't know. I feel like I'm biased, though. No, that's fine. So I, to me, it's just not... Not like anything like him. I don't know, but I know for a lot of people it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I know for a lot of people that like a lot of their relationship depends on that physical part, and that's that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. You know, but for me, it's like whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not saying like sex is, is a necessary part, mm-hmm. but I feel like the communication of sex is necessary. You know what I mean? Yes. Cause, cause the reason why like I feel the topic of sex is more necessary than like the actual sex itself mm-hmm. is because of like how like to me sex is the most physical part of a relationship. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Right? And it, again, unless you're a complete asexual um it is something that's going to be part of your relationship. I see. Right? I see. Okay. Well, then, I mean, then you're right about that. I would think. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> Our opinions tend to be pretty similar. <laughs> well, they're similar, but they're also different. Like, you, yeah. you disagree with me in terms of, like, how important it is. I think it's super important. You don't think it's as important, but you think it's, like, somewhat important. Right? I, th- I think it's important, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it's, like, top three <laughs> but of things that are important. I don't know what the top three are, but th- I'm sorry. Maybe not a great example. But they're in the top three of whatever top three is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, or maybe top two. But so, I don't know what the rest of them are. Like, I'm would sorry. you agree with me that sex is super important in a relationship? But see, then I can't say that then because it's not for me. So I don't know. But I think for people in general, this is what I'm saying is that like, it's hard for me to relate because it's, 
it's not something I can relate to, mm-hmm. you know, personally, mm-hmm. or can I, or do mm-hmm. I? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. No, I don't. Okay. All right. All right. Let's bring it to a more personal thing then, right? Okay. Obviously, between the two of us, if people haven't guessed already, right? Yeah. I'm the person who would want more sex in a relationship other than Sarah. Because mm-hmm. I think Sarah, she outright said, like, she doesn't really care. Mm-hmm. Right to me, it's a little bit important, but I feel like because we talked about it, mm-hmm. right? Because we talked about this before, yeah. Probably not as in depth, yeah. But we talked about this this before, mm-hmm. right? That I am okay with where we are, sexually wise, yeah. Right, yeah. And is it? Are you talking about just having the conversation of like the like everything? Just, just talking about it, everything like, like sexually wise. Oh, okay. it's something that like I'm perfectly okay with. Yeah. Right. But um, I feel like for some people, that's really hard to do. You mean hard to just to talk about it? Or? It's hard to just talk about it or even convey, like, what sex means in their relationship. Mm. Right? Yeah. That is hard for a lot of people. Because... Well, in that case, then that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like... <laughs> I'm sorry. It's one of those things, like, yes, communication is important. Yeah. And what I'm talking about is kind of like an offspring of that, where, like, the communication of I, I wouldn't have considered it, mm-hmm. like, part of sex. I would just have considered it communication. You would consider it just Cause I, Because for me, like, that's, like, physical. Mm-hmm. You know, the sex part. Well, but then, like... Yeah. But then, you know, talking about it, that's communication for mm-hmm. me. So that's a totally different category i don't know if it's totally different that's the thing i mean it's related but yeah. it's it's different in terms of like well i don't know uh, see i don't know if it's totally different because because i feel like communicating about sex mm-hmm. is something that generally for most people yeah right because not a lot of pe- not a lot of couples Mm-hmm. in general, are super comfortable talking to their significant other about, like, how much sex they want in a relationship. Yeah. What kind of sex they want in a relationship. Yeah. Like, what, um, like, that if they don't want even ha- want to have sex in their relationship, mm-hmm. right? Like, not, I, don't, I feel like not a lot of couples are comfortable with that. I feel like the only way, usually, for people to express that it's kind of through, through sex. sex. Yeah. Okay. Right? I see what you're saying. Yes. I see what you're saying. So, it's one of those things where, like, I, I know what you mean, right? Mm-hmm. That in an ideal relationship, in an ideal world, right? That if they just strip talked about it, right? Yeah. To begin with, and like, this is what I want in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And in that, in, in everything in there, sex is included, right? What? Yeah, I said sometimes people don't really know what they want either. Yeah, and sometimes after. people don't really know. And I feel like for some people, the way they know is through that physical interaction. Yeah, right? and they're like, oh, I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. emotion, deciphering emotional stuff mm-hmm. is super hard. But deciphering what you physically feel mm-hmm. is simple, mm-hmm. right? It's either I like that or I don't like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's very, it's very uncommon to be confused about what you physically feel. Yeah, like how this hurts. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, unless you're into it. 
But then if you're into it, you're into it, yeah. right? Like, ow, oh, this hurts. Yeah. Right? Ew. Don't say it like that. <laughs> Weird. Right? But you know what I mean? Like, you, you never, you're either like, ow, or yeah. like, ow. Right? <laughs> ow? Ow? <laughs> you're never like, ow? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I guess so. I guess like saying ow in a sexual way doesn't really work. But you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel like sex is like the easiest way for most people mm-hmm. to communicate what they want out of sex. As stupid as that sounds to like a super logical person. Yeah. No, I, but I understand what you're talking about. I yeah. understand what you're saying. Yeah. So I, I kind of understand what you're saying now. Mm. Um, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah because it's like oh how would how would i know let's say like this is like your first time with somebody mm-hmm. it's like how would i know what's good or bad yeah unless i try it right mm-hmm. just like everything i guess mm-hmm. but it's like how would i communicate that i don't like it if i've never done it before yeah i mean well, some like, things are obvious I, right yeah but like like, what do I communicate, like, what I'm okay with? Yeah. What, how do I communicate everything like that? Especially if it's your first time. Yeah, especially like. if it's your first time. I feel like that's really tough. Your, your, well, your first time will be the most confusing shit in the world mm. for most people, right? It would be, like, most people going into the first time didn't even expect it to be the first time, right? That's true. It, it, your first time would be the most unexpected, confusing, like... Often, it probably didn't even feel good mm-hmm. first time. Yeah. Right? But I feel like trying to decipher that mm-hmm. is kind of important. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you're right. It, you're it's, right. Im- it's important to people. I'm not saying, like, if you don't like sex, you should, like, you should just keep going at it. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that, like, if you had sex and you're confused about it mm-hmm. you should really kind of think about it yeah right maybe, maybe not like just jump back into it and be like let's see how i feel now please if this is how you're feeling please tell your partner that that's how you feel yeah don't you shouldn't let your partner like kind of like pressure you into having sex i feel like you should like talk about it mm-hmm. even after your first time you should yeah. talk about like if especially if you're confused mm-hmm. talk about like what you're comfortable with yeah right yeah i feel like if you're uncomfortable with your first time and that happened right i feel like that is something unless it was just completely unconsensual that is something mm-hmm. that's like common and it's kind of like okay mm-hmm. right unless you unless it was completely unconsensual you said no i feel like if you came out your first time and you were confused right yeah you know what i'm saying like it that that's an okay feeling to have yeah Sorry, I was away from the mic. Yes. Yeah. And the reason why I'm saying, like, unless it's unconsensual, because I really want to hammer that home. If it's... If, if it was unconsensual... Non-consensual. It was not okay. Yeah. <laughs> right? But um, if you came out your first time, and you went in confused, mm-hmm. and you came out confused... Yeah. That's okay. I feel like that's totally normal. That That is a normal experience to have. Yeah. It's like, wow, that was weird. Mm-hmm. And I, that's, it's still weird. Yeah. But I, <laughs> but with that, I also feel like 
if a if the your partner came up and be like, mm-hmm. I want to do it again, mm-hmm. or like they're also confused and like they mm-hmm. they want to figure it out and. Yeah. The way, like we said, the way they want to figure out is through sex. Mm-hmm. But you're uncomfortable with uncomfortable with it. Yeah, you should convey that. Mm-hmm. You should tell them like I am uncomfortable with sex. Yeah, and I want to kind of decipher these feelings out. Yeah, I want to figure everything out, or at least most of it out, because mm-hmm. it's it's almost impossible to figure all of it out. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you're not gonna do it on the first try. You're not gonna do it on the first try. You might even you might not even be able to do it on your fifth try, or like your, well, I don't know, three hundredth mm-hmm. try or whatever. Yeah. So oh, sorry. So that is something that I kind of push in terms of relationships because for people who don't know me like i'm kind of i'm pretty open about everything i am sexually right yeah. your sexuality my, my sexuality and like your like my personal taste and yeah. like whatever like that i'm like i'm not gonna spill everything without the consent of my partner right yeah but me personally i'm, I'm pretty open about it mm-hmm so I'm not saying that you should be as open as me, as me mm-hmm. but what I'm saying is you should be comfortable talking about it. Yeah. Right. You shouldn't have to go to your. You shouldn't have to feel like maybe like unsafe, mm-hmm. like talking about it. Yeah, especially to your partner. Yeah. Right. I mean, you should feel comfortable enough to say that, and mm-hmm. it might be uncomfortable to say, but you should go in feeling that like. Even if I do say this, they're not going to get mad at me. Yeah. Your partner should understand. And yeah. if they do get mad at you, well, fuck them. That's <laughs> true. Right? Why are they mad? Yeah. Like, it's not your fault that you feel that way. Right? You know? Like, sex is a confusing thing, and it's confusing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Right? But I feel like if your partner can't understand that for you, then you either need to talk to your partner about that talk to you about like you can't if you can't understand why I am uncomfortable with it yeah that is a bigger issue that's a red flag yeah that is a big red flag and they if they can't understand it at all that is something that you two should probably like never mm-hmm. like that that's something like that's like relationship ending things yeah right yeah. but I feel like if your partner understands that I feel like that's a good sign of terms of like at least communicating with your partner. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. there's other things. Like, your personality might not mesh completely well or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's a, that's a good sign of, like, I can at least talk to my partner about this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you can talk to your partner about something as uncomfortable as sex, mm-hmm. then I feel like you can talk to your partner about yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. Almost. Almost everything. Almost really. anything. Yeah, because it's like, <laughs> personality's not meshing. I don't know. Do our personalities not mesh? It depends. Depends on what it is. It depends. We're pretty different people. Well, we're different people. We ha- we have some similar things, and there's other things that we are really different on. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's for a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Like, of course, like, we're in a relationship. We get along. <laughs> Obviously, <yeah>, let's... <laughs> we get along most of the time. Yeah. Otherwise, we won't be in a relationship, right? There was a there was a time we didn't get along though. No, well, no. we didn't get along, as in I didn't get along with anybody. <laughs> I mean, there are times where like 
we we have our in and out phases and like mm-hmm. like sometimes like I wasn't putting in one hundred percent and you weren't putting in one hundred percent everything like that, but I feel like in a relationship that is something that you will have to deal with every once in a while. Yeah. Right. People change. People go through hard times, and sometimes like the relationship becomes rocky. Right. Mm-hmm. But. I think it's important that if you really care about your partner in a way that like you love them or mm-hmm. you want to be with them, mm-hmm. then you should at least try to find a way to work that out. Yeah. Right. Always try to find a, ma- a way to make it work. I'm not saying I wouldn't if, go that far. Okay. <laughs> with an advisory here, <laughs> I feel like you should try to find a way to make it work. Hmm. Most of the time, yeah. I feel like if you're with the person that you're with is not a good person, please don't try to make it work because mm. it's like they're not worth. I'm, like <laughs> the reason why I kind of interrupted right there, I've been around people with a lot of like really toxic relationships. That's true. Yes. Yeah, like my my family had had a re- a lot of really toxic relationships, right? That's, yeah. So, I. I also feel like if the relationship is not working, mm-hmm. you shouldn't force it, right? That you people should be okay breaking up, right? Yeah. For the better of both of you, yeah. right? So, I that is also a very important thing. That's why I feel like communication is very important in a relationship. Because it's also good in knowing like if you want to be with the person or if you don't want to be with the person, mm-hmm. right? Like, communicating with a partner super well doesn't mean that you're going to be good in a relationship. It might also mean that you, you're, it's not going to work. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the more you know about your partner, the more you know if you're going to mesh or not. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you don't communicate, you're not going to know anything about your partner, and then it's going to be a mess. Yeah. Regardless if your personality will mesh either way. Yeah, I know a few people... Who whose relationship kind of like fell apart and they were like, I don't know what happened. And I'm like, they're like, uh, all of a sudden, like he, they, they stopped talking to me and I'm like, um, <laughs> maybe it was like, and then they were like, oh, I thought everything was fine until they were like, I don't want to be with you anymore. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like that kind of stuff doesn't come out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. I feel like it comes from somewhere. It just, there was like no communication on one side or the other or on both sides. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I thought everything was fine. I'm like, well, I mean, was Obviously, every, everything wasn't, wasn't fine. Yeah. Because otherwise you'd still be together, you know? And it might not even be like, it's might not be your fault. Might not be, it's probably not her fault. You know, it might it might have been just something completely out of your control. Yeah, and at the state your relationship was in, it something that you couldn't fix at a time. Mm-hmm. Right? Some relationships can go through the hardest stuff, mm-hmm. but other relationships, like I'm not saying that they didn't love each other just as much. Yeah, but at the phase they're in, or like at the time that they were going through, mm-hmm. or what they were going through. Yeah, it could break a relationship, and mm-hmm. you might not have any control about that, mm-hmm. and it might not even be your fault. It might not even be their fault. 
and we're not i'm okay i just want to say this like our relationship isn't like you know isn't something to aspire to be it, it really <laughs> it really isn't you shouldn't <laughs> aspire to be like oh i want to be like kevin and sarah right please don't be like us yeah <laughs> our relationship has not been so good at some parts um we're doing really good now but like um in like the middle of our relationship it was not so good i feel like yeah we we've been each other with each other for seven years and how how many of those years do you think was like a good solid relationship yikes <laughs> loaded question don't you think <laughs> no really try to answer that i feel like the past year has been good mm -hmm. Maybe the first year we were together? Maybe the first two years? Maybe. So you would say like I would years? say like I would say like when we got in when we were in college together. Mm -hmm. That was that was good but I was also really sad, so I don't know. <laughs> it's a mixed bag, isn't it? Yeah. I mean I, not every year is gonna be great. You I know? feel like in total I think our relationship has been really solid for about two years. Mm. Right? Out of our seven years together, I feel like our relationship has been super solid for two years. Right? I'm not saying for... Is that it's like recently or like in... like? <laughs> I feel like for the past year, it's been super solid. Mm. Yeah, I feel like sporadically in between the other six years, all together, you, yeah. make, you make like one really good solid year. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not saying like That's... the other five years has been awful, right? Yeah. I'm saying that those other five years wasn't like a super solid relationship. I feel like our relationship could break any time in those five years. That's kind of true, yeah. 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 I and agree. not like break in terms of like we were fighting and super falling out. Yeah. I'm feeling like it would break in terms of like something might have happened out completely out of control. Yeah. And it would kind of hurt our relationship mm -hmm. in a very negative way. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So th that's what I mean by like our relationship been really solid for only about two years out of our seven years together. Yeah. I mean, we were we st we were still together and we really tried to make it work. Mm -hmm. Tried to make it work. We're not <laughs> not like we broke up or anything, or else this podcast would be non-existent. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we try really hard to make it work. Yeah. And I try not to be too mad because <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm the one always getting upset. So, um, but yeah, I think yeah. it's been good so far. So far. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about? Did you have another, was that your topic? That was my topic. That was your topic? Yeah, I, I was just wondering if there's anything you want to close out on. Hmm. I don't know. I I feel like we should talk about. I mean, we talked about us a little bit, mm -hmm. but and we talked about us in the introduction, mm -hmm. the first episode. But I feel like we should talk a little bit more about maybe how we met, just a little bit. Just a tiny, tiny bit. Just a tiny bit. Okay, sure. Because like, okay, here's the thing about our relationship. <laughs> here's the thing about it i don't remember a lot and kevin seems to remember everything ever 
Kevin remembers our anniversaries. He remembers our first date. He remembers. He probably remembers when. Yeah. Do you remember when? Our first date. Yeah. When you, do you mean our first real date or when we first went out together? Oh my God! See, like I don't know. What does that mean? What is that? What is the real? Okay, what was... Okay, I'm not going to get into it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, but, like, you'll see, like, he remembers, like, all of those dates. He remembers the time. And then he's like, I know how long we've been together. And it's a little creepy because he remembers the, the day, the time, the year, the second. It's weird. The second is an estimate, to be fair. <laughs> it's weird. But he makes me look bad because he's like, yeah, when is our anniversary? And I'm like, uh. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. You don't forget. I'm also really bad at dates every once in a while. It's more of like. I remember your birthday. Yeah. But it's more of like me being with you at the first time. Not even the first time. The second time and the first time. Because we broke up once. Um, me being with you. At that time, I was in a pretty dark place, right? Mm. So yeah. you and everything that, re that related to you mm -hmm. really stood out in that time. And you weren't in a dark place like I was. Like, no. Like, you were fine. That was great. Yeah, you were great. <laughs> so, like, so I am not surprised that you do not remember all the details like I do. Mm, that's true. Right? Because I remember those because those are some of my few happy memories I have during those times. Mm, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm very... Like, I was I was talking about... We were talking about this today, about being grateful mm -hmm. for what we have. And I've, I'm very grateful for my family situation and all of my friends and, you know, um, the house that I live in. And, you know, I, I have a roof over my head. I have clothes to wear I have food to eat I mean you know I think I live a pretty good life mm -hmm. so far and I hope to live an even better life in the future so mm. you know I try to think positive about that kind of stuff Yeah. so, so do you want to talk about the first time we met? yeah let's talk about it because I don't remember it <laughs> So do you want to talk about the first time we really met or the first time we talked? Okay, see, the first time that I remember meeting you, mm -hmm. which you say is not the first time that we met, but I remember meeting you in passing. No, that was the first time we met. Oh, what? what? Oh, really? Then yeah. I was right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember meeting you in passing mm. um, because we have a mutual friend mm. and... It was just, like, at the bus stop, basically. No, you were going to the bus stop. Yeah, I was, I was going to the bus stop. You were just going home. Yeah. And we just met each other in passing. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. Because, yeah, we, we had a mutual friend mm -hmm. who apparently you liked, but you can't remember. Uh, yeah, I really can't. <laughs> like I said, dark times. Yeah. <laughs> I remember she, cause she told me. She yeah. was like... Kevin likes me and I was like oh weird because <laughs> you were just like some weirdo guy that yeah. you're some weird dude that like hung out with all these other guys and I'm like uh I guess 
I thought you were really weird. Yeah, no, I probably was. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and no do you offense. Remember, yeah, and do you remember the first time like we talked and everything? We talked. Yeah. Man. The first time we actually contact with each other. Was it in Farley's class? It wasn't in Farley's. I don't remember. It was in Tobin's. For what? It was in history because we sat next to each other because of our oh, last that's names. that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I was right behind you because of our last names. What did I say to you? We were just talking because, well, because we had our mutual friend. So oh, we yeah. kind of knew each, we didn't know each other, but we know of each other. Yeah. So it was more of just like, oh, talked. And we we're always like partners in, map, in our drawing of maps. Yeah, because like our, we were all in the same row. Yeah. Yeah. See, I remember this because, again, a few highlights of my life. Yeah. That it's one is not sweet. No, <laughs> unfortunately, but, that one was yeah. not necessarily because of you. Oh. <laughs> unfortunately, okay. that was because of Slam. I take it back. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, that, that particular one was not because of, like, you in particular. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying that, like, you, you weren't a highlight. At that time, you weren't. Because let me yeah. establish this first. When we met each other, it was not love at first sight. That's fine. Yeah, that was that did not happen at all. That's fine. I don't expect it to. It yeah. didn't happen for me either. It, what, it took us like a year to like each other? More than that, actually, right? I don't remember. I think... I think our, it was about a year. Yeah, our first relationship was in junior year. And we first talked to each other in sophomore year. Mm. Yeah. So it took about a year of us just regularly communicating as, like, friends. Before yeah. we realized, like, oh, I kind of like this person. Man, that's crazy to think about now. <laughs> I don't know i just got like this weird like i don't know it all hit me at once i'm like man that was seven years ago <laughs> oh no yeah we were in high school <laughs> oh my yeah, goodness it, it was a year so, so like we our first time talking to each other and how we met like we the first time we met was in passing yeah. The first time we talked to each other was because we sat next to each other because our last names w- were close to each other in the alphabet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. It, was, it was something that like purely coincidental that happened. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even like, oh, it was like fate because we didn't even like each other to like way down the line. Yeah. And he works very hard. I feel like. I feel like he works very hard. Yeah. Uh, I guess so. I don't know. Kevin used to walk me home all the time. Hmm? He used to walk me home. I used to walk you home before I liked you. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you? Because I like having company. Oh. Uh, Okay. Let me rephrase that. I like having very small amounts of company. I was going to say, because it's not very like you yeah. to walk someone home, you know? Here's the thing, though. Like, when I walked you home, it was because the classroom was super crowded, right? Usually where we're yeah. at. Yeah. 
at least the first time, right? Mm-hmm. The classroom was super crowded, and then someone like someone was like, "It's super dark outside, right?" Oh, so I was yeah, like, yeah. "I'll walk you home," because I walk the streets at night. I don't give a shit, right? Mm-hmm. That the streets at night is my home, basically. <laughs> Sometimes, literally. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> but, um, so, oh like, walking home was, like, it was nothing, it was super easy for me. And I like having, like, very close company. Mm-hmm. I don't like having a lot of people around me. Yeah. I I am a super introverted person like that. Where, like, if there's too many people around me, that's, I can't. Mm-hmm. I get super tired really fast. Yeah. But if it's just, like, one, two, at most, five. Yeah. At most. Yeah. <laughs> like... That is very comfortable for me. So that's why, like, um, like maybe at first, walking home, it was just like, I don't mind. I know the person, yeah. right? I know you. We talk enough. We, we hang out enough, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so I was like, I'll walk you home. There's no problem. And the more I did it, the more, like, I liked your company, right? Oh, that's very sweet. Right? Yes. And again, this is still before I liked you. Oh, this is nice. This is nice to hear. <laughs> oh, wow. But yeah, that is how we met, huh? Mm-hmm. That's how we met. I just remember, yeah, seeing you in passing. And then I would see you in class. And I'm like, I remember the first thing we had introductions in um, Farley's class. Mm-hmm. It's an English class. Yeah. And we had introductions because we were in a special program where it was... Um, oh, what was it? Did, did I say, I want to work in cartoons? Yeah, it was like, I want to work in animation or something. I think I said cartoons in particular. Yeah. Yeah. And Because, what was it? Even now, I still love cartoons, right? I still love cartoons because to me, like, cartoons are free of being super complicated. Mm-hmm but can really mean something sometimes. And when I say cartoons, I really mean like cartoons for kids. I didn't, I didn't think about that because when I heard you say that, I was like, this is a, this dude's a weeb. Like he's, he was like talking about cartoons. Like I thought, I wasn't talking, even thinking about anime at the time. Are you sure? Yeah. Cause I thought like, okay. I don't know. <laughs> no, I really thought, I really thought that you no, were talking about anime. That's completely understandable. I was an Asian, I I was a little Asian kid who still loved anime, right? And who just said, I want to work on cartoons. Mm-hmm. But at that time, I wasn't thinking about anime. Oh. In particular, what came up in my mind was stuff like Teen Titans. Mm. Like the golden age of CN City or Cartoon Network. Yeah. Yeah. That that is what I was thinking of. Huh. Yeah, I was just surprised because mm-hmm. I was like, um, and I thought it was really cool. I think I remember having mixed feelings. Like mm-hmm. I was like, man, this dude likes wants to work on anime mm-hmm. or something like that. And I'm like, I wonder if you can draw. Yeah, and I can't. No. Yeah. No. I can't draw, but that's not what I wanted to work on cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that. Mm-hmm. That's fine. It's fine, I can't draw either. Oh, you, please. You see our thumbnail? It's awful. Sarah is currently doing all the arts for our podcast, so. Mm. But yeah, so that's how we met. That's all, that's most of our early interactions with each other. Yeah, very I feel minimal. Like, yeah. 
But I feel like we'll get more into it in some other podcasts. Yeah. So. I just wanted to give you like a little like, like little like information about us. Because mm-hmm. at least how we met, because we talked about that in the last episode. Mm-hmm. That we would say that we talked about how we met. Mm-hmm. At least. So yeah, we, we hinted it like we'll use that for some other podcast. But yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep dropping hints here yeah. and there. We'll go more into it i think later on yeah but okay all right so let's just close it out sure um yeah any closing thoughts um uh (laughs) my only closing thought is if you like what you heard then please share it with other people because um it's 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 cool to talk with just us mm-hmm. you know that's nice with just kevin and i but um we'd also love to hear what other people think yeah. and you know we're open to any kinds of whatever yeah. you know and we don't judge too harshly <laughs> so um, we're not gonna lie and say we don't judge yeah. We're just saying, we're like we're we're open to what we're, you guys have to say. Yeah, I'm. We're always open to conversation, mm. so don't be afraid to ask a question. Yeah, and you know, like like I said in the beginning of the podcast, like if you guys comment, uh, we will see it and yeah. we will respond. Yes, totally. Mm. And maybe if we get enough, we'll make an email. Yeah, and you can send us emails. Yeah. So. Yeah, but, I think I think my only personally closing um comment. Is that earlier when I was talking about the old sex things and communicating about sex? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like what I was really trying to mean mm-hmm. is that I think talking about the physical aspects about in a relationship mm-hmm. is super important. Not necessarily sex, just the physical aspects. Yes, I yeah. agree. I agree. Like maybe like setting boundaries and stuff and telling your partner what is okay with you and what isn't okay yeah. is really important. Yeah, and not even like super literal like that. Well, just yeah. Just like, you right. know, just trying to establish your own. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, I think that's my only thing. Yeah, comment. Subscribe, like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> We're going to be like every other YouTuber oh out God. there. Don't force people to do that, though. I mean, if you really don't... You don't have to do any of that. Yeah. But we um, would, we not every episode is going to be like this, obviously. Yeah. We're going to have a lot of other fun episodes where we just talk about movies and shit on people's taste. Yes. Like we did with the first one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I just thought it would be interesting to do, um, to bring up a topic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're going to bring up a topic every time. Yeah, hopefully. but that's true. Yeah. But, um, So, I think that's good for today. Yeah. Well, I will see everyone next time. I've been your host, Kevin, and my other side. It's me, Sarah. Yeah. (laughs) And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye.